Hey guys, welcome to Desks and Dorks. This is Riley, the desk. This is Kyle, the dork. What? We're Desks and Dorks, your favorite board game design and creation podcast. I just want everyone to understand that usually I'm the one that comes in with this kind of energy, and Riley's just like, I guess today's the day. No gods, no masters. So I'm, I'm very excited by it. Unlike normal, where we record over the internet after I've driven an hour home from work, I'm off today and currently recording in Yay! Kyle's house. We're in my house. Door. Yeah, doing other stuff. So we have a little bit of video. Nothing super exciting, but we'd love for you to watch us on our YouTube if you are. It's but for if you, you're Sarah. Not, it is. If not, you're not going to miss it, so it's okay. You're not going to miss anything. You can still listen to our Kyle's beautiful voice. and Even mine. if you don't like Seven Wonders Duel Sarah, this is for you. And she doesn't. There we are. Calling her out for it. I, that's fine. It's fine. She'll call me out for it in the comments. It'll as, be good. As she should. But it's good to see all of you guys. So last week, we did a fantastic list. We did the things that we can't stand in games. The things that turn us off completely if we're like walking by or if we hear about something on Kickstarter and we just like, we hate it. Uh, so today we're doing the inverse of that. We're doing the things that we love about games. The things that would like really get us to pick up a game off the shelf. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, you should do that because I'm pretty sure I made some people mad. Pretty sure Riley made a lot of people mad. Uh, my fir- The very first one that I talked about made people that made people very angry. Yeah. you went, Yeah, I was going to say you hung out with Edgar and Marissa yesterday. They oh, love- Edgar. They love Root. Oh, Edgar. Edgar was like, Edgar, that was his first greeting to me after he yelled to get my attention to come over to him. Just like Root. His first attention was about really hating like, Root. Really, dude? Oh, yeah. Root? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that sounds exactly like Edgar. But this is a much more uh, positive list, shall we say. So. This is the three, This is the top three things or so yeah. that really make a game appeal to us or that we see on the shelf or when we hear about, we're like, ooh, this is it. Now, we want to... Uh, kind of clarify some things this doesn't mean that we love games because of this stuff it can be like in mine i think there's some bleed over but this is the stuff that would encourage us to pick a game up off the shelf or to buy a game or back a game on kickstarter um so these are the things that again might not necessarily make us love a game once we've got it out of the box but would encourage us to buy it take it home and open the box yep so all right so kyle i believe i started last time so let's let you so i'll start with this time uh my number three is designer uh i am again going to put my board game designer hat on. I know a bunch of designers. I am friends with a bunch of designers. I am a big fan of designers. Uh, so if I know a game has certain designer attached to it, I'm more likely to give it a try than not. So for example, I don't like the Cold War as a theme, but a Cold War social deduction game designed by Eric Lang and Bruno Faduti, uh, which is Secrets, by the way, if anyone has ever played Secrets, uh, totally would be worth picking up for me. Um, I'm not always a fan of younger kid games, uh, but if I know of a younger kid game designed by Antoine Bauza, who's a phenomenal French designer, arguably one of my favorite designers of all time, uh, then I'll pick that up, right? So, and also, but a sim- I'm going to put, put publisher in this one as well, too. Uh, like, certain publishers I'm going to avoid buying games from. Because at- they don't go to the theme or the style N- that you would usually No, want. because certain publishers I know will put out a... Yeah, will pick up any game. Exactly. Right? Like, certain publishers... I'm not going to name any names. I'm, I'm sure you could guess or you can flag me down after a show and ask me. Um, but certain publishers don't put out good games. Or... They do, but it's their their track record is spotty. But I'm... For example, I'm much more willing to pick up a Days of Wonder game uh, you know, the people who made Ticket to Ride Europe and uh, Five Tribes. And Normal Ticket to Ride. Uh, and Days of uh, Normandy. Um, and Yeah, those games, right? I'm much more willing to pick up a Days of Wonder game 
uh, than I am another publisher, right? Uh, AEG is another example where I generally like, or at least have enjoyed all of AEG's stuff. Atlas Games being another one that I really kind of enjoy. But you'll avoid most games by Renegade. Not all. No, not, even Renegade has impressed me lately. Um, okay. Like, I, they, I mean, they did a really good job publishing, whatchamacallit, uh, Altiplano, mm-hmm. which was very, very good. I know that was a while ago. Um, and, like, Clank was pretty good. So, like... Again, it's just some stuff is like hit or miss, I think, with other publishers. Again, I'm not naming any of those publishers here. Uh, so if I've named you in this list, you're good. Uh, but publishers and designers are generally like the thing that I use to vet, at least originally when I'm coming into a certain game. See, for me, because I'm so new still into it and I barely played right. with it, I can't say that's something that appeals to me. Although I know like Soul Raiders that we just did a preview for yes. was written by um, Mark Andre. Who did Splendor. Yeah, yeah. which apparently... I've never played Splendor. Apparently, that's a huge thing that people love. It is a very big... It's probably one of the big three foundational games that people usually recommend to people when they're starting out. It's like Ticket to Ride, Splendor, and Catan are usually like the three big ones. Maybe Carcassonne in there as well for my own consternations with it, but it is a good introduction title. So but yeah, Splendor is like one that people like just go ape over because it's it's compelling, there's enough meat there, and people like it. So Yeah, so with the definitely I can see why a game like Soul Raiders written by him someone else would jump on yeah exactly if you're like i really like splendor and mark andre has another game too even um, if it's not your theme yeah try uh donald x Factorino as well another designer like i will try anything donald x Factorino makes because he made kingdom builder but he made dominion and he also makes one of my all-time favorite games which is greed so like anything that he makes I'll, i will at least give a try to so all right, all right what's your number three Riley? So talk to me, me talk to me what's your number three my number three is going to be actually bringing up something Kyle brought up last time as a negative that for me is a positive. It's miniatures. Miniatures, they appeal to me. Hold the the phone. Hold the phone. I did not say miniatures were a negative. I said overblown productions are a negative. I want a game that comes with 130 miniatures. And I don't care if if I can tell in the back of the box that it looks bad. If I see it's coming with that, I'm going to pick it up. Okay. All right. So but for me, just just so everyone knows, I don't hate miniatures. For I, I right. The pure component end of things is a huge yeah. thing for me. Not just that, but unique components and things. Okay. If you got me on comp- you, yeah, components I think would be a good one. Yeah, because it's usually miniatures, yeah. but there are some other games that can kind of be intriguing. Even like modern classic like modern classic kids games. Think like as weird as it sounds, like I realize that no one will classify this as a board game, but like the good old little fishing games. The, that where you just spin the yeah, wheel, yeah, spin. yeah, yeah. That type of stuff fascinates me. So if you have something that's different, it's not just dice cards. Yeah, to that point, like Mousetrap, so, for example. I hate the game, but I love the yes, components. Yes, but the game you're like, oh, dude. I like, picked one up at the thrift store the other day, not because I want the game, because I will never play Mousetrap again. Yeah. I just want the pieces. Uh, Thirteen, thirteen, dead and drive is another game that I still have in my collection. Oh, that's a good game. Solely because, yeah, it is a good game, but solely because the components and its presentation were really good. Um, oh, yeah. Wasteland Express. I haven't played it. Oh, dude. But I've seen... The phenomenal. And it comes with the game trays. Like, it comes with game trays in the box. Oh, mwah. There's a game that I just picked up that Kyle also picked up that I'm going to go grab for those watching, but you don't need to watch. Oh, okay. It's Gang Rush Breakout. Oh, yeah. Go grab it. Go grab... Yeah, just go grab... Show. Yeah, go grab Gang Rush. Oh. I'm going to sit here and talk about components, though. Um, so we talked about Wasteland Express. Has some wonderful components. Uh, we talked about Atlas Games a little bit earlier, but I love Cursed Court. I love the big, chunky ornate looking i don't know why this was the ornate hand motion um for the components for that are really good those big ornate poker chips 
I realized I totally trailed off there in that sentence. Okay, are we That's ready fine. for get? Are we ready for oh, game? Yeah. So it's like, still in shrink, by the way. I haven't even had a chance to play. Well, the items are, and I'm not pulling them. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. But it's Gang Rush Breakout, a game by it's it's, it's by Simon. Cool Mini or not Simon and then comma. C-M-O-N, Cool, yeah, I, and then comma. Which is a publisher we're not going into. You think right for now. all the money Asmodee has, they would maybe give that one a better name? Ah, uh, you gotta love the names. But when you get oh yeah, give me one of those. Give me one of those bad boys. Look at this. These little. This is like we don't a. Want to spend too heavy on this. But a jalopy with a Gatling gun. Yeah, they have there. an old like nineteen fifties really cool. taxi cab covered. Yeah, they're in really. Armor. They're really. They're just cool, cool miniatures. Yeah. And things that appeal to me. It comes with little cardboard terrain that you build to make bunkers. There's a big fold-out highway. Yeah. That you can play. Yeah, so that's fair. Components, components and miniatures. I would, yeah, components. I would definitely. I would definitely agree on. I think components are really, really cool. That's right. a good one. That's a good one to pick up, actually. I'm, we'll try this one eventually. One of us will. One of us we is both ba- have it. Yeah, one of us is bound. It's one of the few games that we bought, like, independent of each other. And both both went to talk about it at the same time. Yeah. It was great. I want to point out that this was at Ollie's for, like, 10 bucks or I think I paid $15. I think it was 13 It was twelve ninety nine. Oh, my, I think it was 15 was when I paid, but I got my 30%, I got, I got my 30%, I got my 30% off. I paid less uh, you than, still got a better deal I, I, paid less, I paid less than 15 for it. But in any case, components. Yeah. Yeah. That's your number three. Yeah. What about your number two? My number two is I can actually, this was something that uh, Craig, one of our listeners brought up on our Instagram posts um, about last week's episode, but group, uh, my play group is a big consideration for what I do and don't pick up. Um, particularly because I play a lot with Emily, who is my girlfriend. I play a lot with my friends. So I know what kind of games that they like. Like, for example, I know that drafting games are a big thing for the group that I'm in. Shocker, because they hang out with me. But, like, uh, I know, for example, if I'm playing a game with Riley, I know dudes on a map are a really good consideration. Part of the reason I haven't played Cry Havoc yet um, is because I want to play it with you, right? So I'm more likely to pick up a game if I think my game group is going to enjoy it or like it or if they're interested in it. Because for me, and this goes back to one of the, I think, the most hated thing that I had, which I'm not telling you what it is from last week's episode, um, the community of board gamers is really what I'm interested in. Um, And so if I can find a game or a title that sort of meets the needs of my playgroup and that they love, that they enjoy, that they're interested in, I'm much more likely to pick it up. And I think that's just sort of part of my role as like, the guy who brings games to the hangout, like that's kind of where I've been designated at at this point in my social life, which I'm okay with. I, I like that role, but that's really made me cognizant of, I'm not going to get this game because it's too dark. I'm not going to get this game because the, the, you know, I know that so-and-so doesn't like this theme or this mechanic. I'm not going to get this game because of, you know, X, whatever, right? Um, I know a big thing that people have been talking about now is like colonialism in board games. Yeah. And that's been something that I've been thinking about because I, I have a bunch of friends who are people of color. And so some of them are from countries that were either heavily colonized or heavily impacted by colonization. And they're, they don't like those themes. They're uncomfortable about those themes, and rightly so. So that's made me, I think, even be more cognizant of what games I'm buying, and for who I'm, uh, whom I'm buying them for. Yeah. Because um, realistically, like, yes, I'm buying them for me, but I'm buying them because I like sharing games with others. Well, yeah. So, you, if yeah. you're not gonna play it, why buy it? Okay. Yeah. Correct. As we do a lot, but that yeah. should be the end goal. Yeah. Agreed. What's your number two? So okay. my number two is actually. So we don't talk about our list. No. My we, number two is almost the same except instead of playgroup it's games that my wife will play with me that's your playgroup though that is my playgroup yeah, that's your playgroup my playgroup yeah. is my wife and i because we do we, we play with other people at the game store and everything right. i'll play with my brother play with friends but the majority of the time it's my wife and i and yeah. sometimes we'll go and take a game to my dad 
Yeah. Which he'll play just about anything I put in front of him, so he doesn't really tie into that. Yeah, but it, yeah. But it's what what is Miranda gonna enjoy? And she enjoys Doodle Nap game, thankfully. She right. enjoys fantasy themed games and things that are lighter but still have depth. Yeah, I would say Miranda's somewhere like on a middleweight. She's mid, she's she's like right weight. in yellow's category, honestly. Exactly. She's like right in their sweet spot. Oh, she loves Qatar. Yeah. She she's not a she doesn't want anything super in depth, but she wants something a little more a little heavier. Every now and yeah. then we'll play like Stellar and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they're a little lighter. They're easier games that like last night we went and got food, took it back to the house. We play Stellar while right. we're eating, chatting and talking because it's a game you can talk over and still be like, oh yeah, no, that's mine now. That's not yours. Right. And still have fun with it. Yeah, that makes sense. A uh, couple honorable mentions too before I get to my number one. Um, talked about price. I think uh, yeah. like a good price on a board game. Oh, price will price on yeah. anything. Board price game on, or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, love me a deal. Anybody knows he knows I love deals. At IKEA yesterday, I bought a little stuffed elephant because it was ninety nine cents. Like, oh yeah, you got to. Uh, I did actually have components on my list, oh. on my short list as well. Yeah, yep. like a good component in a game. Uh, Katara was the one that I was thinking of because of I I just got the promo pack for Katara, which has the wooden animal rider meeples. Yeah, it's the ones that are actually yeah. to each type, which are really awesome. Uh, Taco Ninja, which was one of our earlier reviews. Again, the components for that were so stellar. Camp Pine Top, another one of our reviews. Uh, Abomination Era Frankenstein, another one of our reviews. Our Desky's winner from last year had just incredible components. Uh, what did we talk about? We talked about components. We talked about price. There was one other one of mine. Do you have any honorable mentions, Riley, before we, we, we jump into the finals? Honestly, not super honorable mentions because most of mine are just kind of things that pop into me. Price was a big one, but that's yeah. one that you already... Like, price will take me with just about anything, yeah. though. So it's it's hard for me to not list that in anything. I think a unique mechanic, too, is something that I'm willing to, like, jump in on. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was another honorable mention. That was my that's favorite. not an honorable mention for me. All right. That was... Okay. That's uh, no, okay. That, I'm just thinking about... um. What was the one that really made me get it? I think the Ragnarok mechanic at the time that I played it for like playing Blood Rage and like realizing that like death had no meaning in this game. Like you just were supposed to throw your soldiers into the meat grinder as constantly as possible was super cool at the time that I played it. It's still super cool if I'm being honest. Uh, but there's a lot of it like a compelling or a unique mechanic is going to get me to be very interested in grabbing something for yeah. sure. Uh, my number one is actually something I think it was your number one from last week uh, was theme. Yeah, theme is uh, theme is the thing that will 100% get me to buy a game any single time, every single time. Like, and on the adverse, it will for me too, but that's not listed in mine because yeah. I listed it last time. But but that turns me away more than it takes me on. Yeah, it's uh, it, see, theme actually to the I think and I saved it for this list on purpose because I think yeah. theme more than anything will outweigh even with few exceptions my hatred for like a, a particular whether it's a you know what the hatred's a strong word but when my dislike for a publisher or a mechanic or an idea or like a, a whatever yeah. like themes to me are so 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 good they're not essential in a game but like a great theme is going to suck me in and get me to just play anything and everything like spirit island is my all-time favorite game ever um and the theme of that is just incredible um, again, Abomination or Frankenstein, I feel like I talk about it a ton, but like the theme of that, I absolutely love. I love the French Revolution as a historical time period. Um, Call to Adventure, which is a game gameplay-wise, I don't actually enjoy as much as I thought I was going to, but I keep it purely because of the theme and the components, I think, and how they tie into one another. Um, yeah, just theme in general, man. Uh, like, I love it. Gloomhaven's theme as well, very dark fantasy-esque that sort of world where anyone and everyone can die, where there's danger around every corner, where there are no strict good and bad guys. 
where like you every encounter is by the skin of your teeth and it felt more like desperate scoundrels just trying to like eke out a living rather than like the glorious heroes of middle earth or whatever like those themes just super super resonate with me and i'll always pick up a game that i think has a good theme yeah i think themes definitely yeah. tie in and that i they're more likely to i think pull me away than pull me in okay depending on what they are i mean don't get me wrong you know the quest for Montanuri bionicle board game from rose art in the early 2000s I, in a heartbeat that theme is gonna own bionicle me. man i think yeah like i've owned a, t- a collector's tin copy and you I picked one up for us to play at one point. I did. There's, I found another copy, too, this weekend. Beautiful. And I almost bought it. I was, I was like, Just collect all of the Bionicles. I will have Mon- all of the Bionicles. Well, so the quest for Mata Nui is actually, if you collect enough of them, you can just build a life-size rendition of Mata Nui with the maps. Oh, well, that's then, the quest I, well, for then I, well, then I should have bought the second you, one. You should have, honestly. All right, well, yeah. I failed, then it's See, that's the interesting that's, mechanic uh, with that. Oh, okay. Um, all right, all right. So number one is... So number one for me is definitely... it's interesting mechanics or kind of going back previously to my last one because my last one was more like it was the miniatures and the presents yeah whereas this one is going to be more it's not either interesting mechanic or use of a component that is less than normal do you have a favorite honestly i as weird as it sounds i don't in this or do you have one that sticks out like a good example i have one sticks out I don't, and as terrible as that okay. sounds, I love the idea of things and I pick them up, but I have the memory of a goldfish, so I'm like, yeah. half the time I don't buy the games because as much as I love it, it's not a game my wife will play. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. Because I have a bunch in my head, like I'm thinking yeah. of now, like Raiders of the North Sea, that mechanic of, you get it's a yep. worker placement, but you get the benefit when you put the worker, and then you get the benefit when you take the worker mm-hmm. off, was like... I was like, oh, you can you could do that? You could do more than just uh, what you're used to. Or like, like even... And I realize nowadays it's not as unique as it was, but like where you're playing games like um, Merchant's Cove. I don't okay. Know if played I haven't yet, played Merchant's Cove. Where no, you that's have, on my list, actually. you're literally, you're doing mini games, but your mini games tie into what you're doing. Oh. So it's relevant, kind of. Every person has their own player board and their unique actions, which is normal, but the way that it ties into the whole game, it's, it's a little bit different. It's like Mario Party. Kind of, but <laughs> that makes not. Me, that makes me feel like it's, a Mario Party. Like, I do mini games that tie into the bigger game. Yeah, it's less That's Mario so Party cool, and more just, I'm living my life while also doing this with Interesting. others. Interesting. Okay. Like, for me, it's, okay. I'm a merchant, and I'm, because I was a pirate, so I'm going around yeah. stealing from merchants, but while also at this Merchant's Cove selling stuff. So how I do that, oh. but Miranda is raising dragons and cleaning up their poop, which is an actual mechanic, for the record. I mean, any, any game with dragon poop. <laughs> And cleaning it up. It's a mechanic. I'm in. But that's the type of thing where it's like, those are different. Yeah. That's not, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think the first like really big, interesting mechanic that I knew was, do you ever, do you remember a game called Dread Pirate? I feel like I've heard it. Dread Pirate came in a big wooden chest and it had a fold out cloth treasure map as the board. And I remembered if you were the first to raid three cities, you didn't win, but you got the title of Dread Pirate. If you controlled the, if you were the first to control three cities, so it meant you moved faster and hit harder. Um, So there was more of an incentive for other players to go around you and Mm -hmm. try to take your cities. Which, objectively looking back, without my rose-colored glasses on, not an amazing game. But man, was it such like it was just as a kid, I was like, I'm the dread pirate. Like it was such a cool mechanic. I think just I almost bought a copy of it now, like because I'm like, man, the memories of it were so like just. If you can get it for a good price, it could be worth it. Could be. Yeah, but that's definitely the the use of components and such, or the use of just mechanics is a huge thing for me that'll pull me in. Yeah. I love weird things. I love things that aren't done conventionally. 
as Kyle knows from our recording setups, this is pretty conventional. Yeah, this is pretty normal. But like, pretty I, I build green. I built my our green screen thing out of PVC. I built my camera mount for tables out of PVC and magnets and Hope. steel piping and just a little. I would bit say of dreams, but dreams. none of those. Those have been long out the window. Yeah, don't let your, <laughs> don't let your memes be. Don't memes. let your dreams be memes. Um, but yes, that is that. That's the top three, I think. Yeah, but that's, that's our list, board. folks. Those are the three things that keep us coming back to games that keep us wanting to pick up a game, buy a game, back a game on Kickstarter. I'm looking at you, Witcher, Old World, in your theme. Ugh. They'll get me every time on The Witcher. They See, and that's why like The Witcher just doesn't appeal to me as much. See, I love Miranda it. loved it, and she wanted it, and then we realized how much you have to pay to get the minis. <laughs> and like, that took like, it out It's like the me. white elephant and everything. But uh, hopefully you guys have found this list to be enjoyable. If you want to, please comment below. We'd love to hear yeah. what your list is going to be like. It was interesting actually talking to some people about the things that they dislike about games. Um, I, I don't know. I, I find that super enjoyable. So hopefully you have enjoyed our list. Let us know what you think below. As always, uh, please make sure that you give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Uh, please make sure that you're also on the lookout for our awesome role-playing game, After the Rain, coming out next year. Deskofdorks.org slash after dash the dash rain. Yeah. Not to just throw a whole link in there, yeah, but absolutely. it is a website. Which is very, very exciting. And of course, you can find this audio podcast on all of your favorite podcasting sites. And if we're not on your favorite, uh, let us know. And we will be. Also, YouTube, we're on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Tumblr. All those fun things. Yeah, all the good stuff. Awesome. Until next time, folks, I'm Kyle Ott for Desks and Dorks. I'm joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host. I'm Riley Parks. We'll see you later. Adios. Not a single weird question at the end. Ah, no! We're still recording. No! No! This is our weird question, folks. No! Kyle realizing that he messed uh, up. Okay, wait, hold up. Kyle realized that he messed question. up I and did. didn't ask a real question. This I is did. live on camera. This is a blooper. We're now done. Goodbye. No, no, Riley, get back here. I'm keeping this. In How the do I, yeah, you this whole thing yeah, is staying ab- in the Yeah, recording. you absolutely should. My cry of anguish. How do I forget this? Because we're like, I'm so. You forgot in- it a couple episodes in a row. I know, because I'm so in mode now. Like before, not that we haven't been in mode forever, but like I feel like we're so much more focused now yeah. than we were when we first started. And I don't know. I keep forgetting about that weird question. Okay, weird question of the day. Man, I don't even have anything prepared. This All right, is fine. No nope, question nope, of the day. Oh. Nope, nope. Okay. I'm going to do you this. You don't want to give it to me? Nope, I'm going to do this. This is my job. This is what I was born for. This Clearly is my not. destiny. I just... This is my destiny. No. I... So proud You're of welcome. You. I hate I'm puns so, proud of you. so much. I'm so, so I've been making proud puns all week. All right. Um, if you could... Ooh. Ooh. Good one. All right. If you could insert any sentient vegetable into the popular television show veggie tales what would it be and why does it have to specifically be a vegetable it must Could be, it be a, a fruit it, uh i'm gonna say yes technically because i think tomatoes are a fruit yeah i would like a, a uh, banana why a banana because they're used for scale okay i just have a lot of uses in life that's fair i want them to be very tall okay that makes sense i also want a character to be very something but i want them to be very wide i want a watermelon in Veggie Tales, God, I don't know why, but I have this image of a very like slow-talking, well-meaning kind of gentle giant watermelon who's very intelligent, but you wouldn't know because they're very like, but like, what do you think about this, Bruno the watermelon? Well, philosophy says that man's search for meaning is tied directly into. No, no, we don't have time for that. <laughs> okay, like it just yep. rolls away. I want that. All right, there's my random question. I had one. We're there. Thank you all for watching this. Thank you for watching the whole way through.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.